<laughs> hey! <Yeah>. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. That's good. Thank you. So I figured that this conversation could go in a couple of different directions. We could talk about GameStop. We could talk about video games. We could talk about, we have similar interests. We have closely related similar interests in music. I wouldn't say they're right on. We could talk about Patreon and like the struggles of Patreon. Or we could just make fun of Dale for like an hour. <laughs> just a fucking hour and a half of ripping on Dale. <laughs> Right, because he takes his shots at you here and there, you know. Oh, so I have no figured doubt. this could be your he, chance. He's told me. <laughs> yeah, I've. Uh, he told me I've started listening through the podcast to try to find the ones because uh, he mentioned that you guys also talked about Super Animal Royale in one, and I'm closely involved with that game, so I was like, oh, I got to go listen to that one too. But uh, yeah, fuck Dale. Dale sucks. He, he he brought it up, asking if either Morgan or I had played it, and I don't think either one of us had ever heard of it. Bum, but you know how that shit always works when you hear about something then you never stop seeing it so yep. as soon as dale like put it out into the universe that it existed i started seeing it places so i if i remember right you you didn't like back them on kickstarter it was more it's a closer relationship than that, right? Yeah, it was more so um, like when I was streaming and everything, uh, their community manager hit me up on Facebook, which I'm astounded I saw because I never checked the Facebook page for the YouTube channel because nobody likes Facebook. But he's like, hey, I'm a community manager for this game. It's Super Animal Royale. It's 2.5D. But, you know, he pitched it to me and he's like, would you be interested in trying it out sometime? And I'm just sitting there. With like a hundred Twitch followers going, this is really cool. Like, hell yeah, sure, why not? And then, um, so I was involved in like the early alpha days when there was only like fifty of us playing, so we all got to know each other really well. The devs were playing and you know taking feedback. And uh, I think like three months ago they just crossed a million players. So it's been crazy and for that shit to blow up. You're in it, or your dog is in it, or some. My shit dog like is that? in it. Yeah. Okay. My uh, my dog yeah, is one of the awesome. animals in it. So uh, did they just name the animal after your dog or does it look like it your looks dog? like him? And because like their whole theme is the breeds, he's called the Super Shepweiler because he's a German Shepherd Rottweiler mix instead of Odin. But cool. when they launched the uh, patch notes on Steam and everything, um, they like linked my Twitch account and they're like, feel free to call it Super Odin, though, because it is based off of Freak's dog here. So I thought that was really cool. But yeah, he's just the Shepweiler in game. And you didn't actually, have an in with these people, right? No, not at you all. Didn't it's know someone. I didn't know anybody. Just uh, Logan, their community manager, hit me up on Facebook, and fucking four years later, here I still am playing the game and chilling with them. I'm actually working on a video game metal cover of the soundtrack for the game, and the composer for their soundtrack is working with me on it. And I was like, oh shit, okay. That's the kind of shit where, right now, you're like. This is pretty cool. Like, I, you know, what a what a fucking weird turn of events. The, this yeah. dude just randomly <laughs> saw like my my smaller channel, but now working with the composer of their soundtrack, that's the kind of shit that opens up doors 
to actual shit down the road. That's, which is that's awesome. what I'm hoping for. Cause I, I've been the last year I've been working a lot on like the music stuff. Like I've been upgrading my home studio, buying equipment, new guitars and everything. And, uh, I, I it'd be cool as shit to be making soundtracks. Cause I used to want to make games, but I was like, man, I feel like if I'm spending 80 hours a week making a game, the last thing I'm going to want to do when I come home to unwind is play games. So I was like, what, what did you want to do after, after 10 hours at GameStop? Did you want to go home and play games? Yes. Yes, I did. But that was different. Oh, I was you, just you selling did, really? the games. Yeah. Because I was there all day hyping people up on the game. So I'm sitting there getting hyped half the time, too. Like, man, fuck, I want to go home and play Destiny. That's a terrible Sometimes example. Sometimes I but... would I would play shit. And I would just hear, you know, like, like nightmares of the conversations I had to have at work about this game that I'm playing. And it was same like, one right. over and like, over too. same selling point. Same. Yeah. Oh yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Steven was terrible <clears throat> about that. I would hear him have the same conversation 18 <laughs> different times. Word for word about a game. Some of those dudes get really good at acting like it's the first time they had that conversation too. Yeah. It's like, dude, yeah. you make this sound like a genuine conversation <laughs> every time you have it. I, I sat there when I first started working with him. I thought he had script cards. I could have sworn like just the way he was talking about half these games. I thought he had just little index cards, but no, that was just the way Steven was built. And I th I'm pretty sure he's actually still with the company. I think he's the only one left out of that whole store. I wouldn't be surprised if he was just one day. He's going to be the only one left. He's going to be one of those like <laughs> games like not one of the closes last down, but he's still just sitting there. Yeah. Looking like Randy with Blockbuster I, in South Park. I liked him, but he was one of those dudes that always. I always hated at any job if you had like a motivated coworker That was dumb enough to think. That all this effort that they are putting in is going to pay off one day. And as you saw other assistant managers or store managers get passed up for promotions and DM spots would become a, cause that was the job everybody wanted the DM spot. And you would see people that have been there 10, 15 years interview or not even get an interview and not get the job over and over. And I feel like, that on man, a spiritual you're, level. <laughs> yeah. You're I went for assistant manager now. fucking four times and got passed over every time. And then and it's Dale not came like, in. What a bitch. It's not like they were any better at the job than you were. Because there isn't really a level with that entire company of like better. It's either you can do it or you're like socially inadequate. Like, yeah. That was kind of it. It, yeah. it was a very easy job, and uh, I, I every now and then I'll still miss it. I'll feel nostalgic for those days because it was like fun as shit when it would just be like us chilling in the store, nothing really going on. And I'm like, man, I miss the GameStop days. And then I look at GameStop now, and I'm like, oh, thank God I got out when I did because holy shit. Did you ever have to do the cell phone service plans? No, like all actually I had to do when signing. it came to cell phones okay. was Cricket and setting all that up. Um, oh, I left like right cricket. before your guys' tablet stuff started, where you had to walk around with that stupid tablet all the time. 
<laughs> I forgot about that. I left right before oh that. Oh my god. Yeah. And they would actually monitor your tablet usage through your Wi-Fi. No and shit. And ask you Did why you're really? not. Yeah, and they'd be like, you only use the tablet twice this week. Oh. And they'd be like, why is that? You know, and you'd have to come up with some fucking excuse. But Oh, that's awful. No, it was a... I mean, it was a fun job. It was especially at the age that I was at there, too. And with how much I love gaming, it was perfect. But it got to be a really thankless job. I remember one week I had like 97 reservations, which was awesome. But it was the week of E3. So Steven was just like, C3 doesn't count, dude. It's easy to get reservations. I was like, I get that. But still 97 in seven days. What's yours at? And he's like 62. And I was like, what's up? Are those like. Are those exact numbers? Do you remember yes. this? Yes. Exactly. I remember this argument because it pissed me off so much. It was 97 Sorry to 62, you. dude. Uh, I'll tell you what else pissed me off. Not really related to GameStop, but I refused to let this go. And I, I was like, I have to share this on the podcast. Um, and it's funny, too, because I was just listening to uh, one of your other episodes. Uh, I wouldn't call this a good time. And you were talking in the beginning about like the Skyrim statue and the Gears statue and everything, which is all still around this room right now. But what a. Uh... What show was it? Was it Troubled Helix uh, or was it the Troubled Helix? Rogue yeah, Con- it was okay. the uh, Troubled Helix, and you're going through your uh, sentimental box and your mom stuff too. Mm. I talked and about Skyrim. Yeah, you talk in the first like five minutes. You start talking about how you like you amass collections <laughs> from the conventions, all the oh. little trinkets and yeah, your yeah, little okay, statues, yeah. and you're like, I sold it all on eBay because fuck this shit. And I'm sitting here looking, going, oh. I've got that exact statue, and then you're like in the Gears of War <laughs> statue, and I was like, I've got that statue right there. And then you're like, so that's the, the thing, Skyrim. man. Like all of us have that. All of us mm. have the Marcus Phoenix statue. All of us have the whatever dragon statue. We all have yep. the Halo three helmet. We all have the Nathan Drake. And it was just like, it's not that I don't want to collect shit, but as I don't know, I don't think it has anything to do with age, but maybe it oh, does. Dude, it's just, a, it's a clutter. Like, I love my collection, I do, but like, I moved back in October. I moved five miles down the road, and the amount of shit I had to move was just insane. And I threw away like four boxes worth of crap, but then I was like, I got to load up the statues. This is going to take a minute. But the thing that pissed me off was when we were working at GameStop, Batman Arkham Knight was coming out. I love Batman. Love the Arkham games. I love collector's editions. I wanted the statue. So I got like that $200 Batmobile edition. Had it paid off, everything else. And then we just get a notification like, hey, we stored all those collector's editions with wet paint. They all got moldy. We can't sell them. Sorry. And I never got my Batmobile. And what's even worse, I was like, fine. Give me the like $100 version with like Batman standing over Gotham or whatever. They're like, no, just here's your money back. It's like, I don't want my money back. I want a fucking collector's edition. To this day, I'm not over the fact that Rocksteady did not know how to produce a collector's edition and properly store it. Sons of bitches. Piss me off. It wasn't a, it wasn't a GameStop warehouse. It was the Rocksteady warehouse. It was Rocksteady. They did not launch the $200 version at all. The Batmobile edition just never happened because they so painted. So if you If you have one of those now, are they like are they on eBay every once in a while for like some ridiculous amount or did they one. trash them? Uh, I heard they trashed. Dude, you them. know, I heard they just tossed them all cuz they got mold on them. If I worked there and they were like, go throw these in the trash, I guarantee you I would have got at least 10 of them. Like, into my oh, we car never even got them in the store. Like Rocksteady. No, I mean, if I worked it. Oh, I worked the Rocksteady? Yeah. I mean, it's just a little mold. You can go clean it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I don't know. Spray it? It's mold. Know, like, like what that. kind of fucking it, mold it, is it that I don't know? That you can't Wet paint mold. That that's the notification we got, and I was like, <laughs> okay, sure. I just work at GameStop. What do I know? Except that I'm not getting the collector's edition I really wanted. So fantastic. Shit, I was looking at buying a collector's edition like two weeks ago with the uh, Elden Ring, because oh my god, I cannot wait for that game. But uh, that thing sold they, out in like, like five minutes. They're like six hundred bucks right now. God, yeah, that's why I'm not Something buying it. Something like that. Did you see the? Uh, the what did they call it we'll just call it the network test i think they called it something else did you see that those codes were selling on ebay for like 200 300 bucks no just to play the game for a weekend people were selling their beta codes on ebay for 200 bucks and people were no buying shit. them because you know I'm how you can separate the game. don't get me wrong but no that's just i i I bid on one. I bid up to 80 bucks. And then I was like, I'm not bidding more than this. <laughs> no. Uh, I felt bad enough about that. God. All right. Well, we mentioned Patreon. And so since we both have a Patreon account, I don't really bring mine up a lot. But since we're going to talk about it for a minute, you can throw yours out there. And of course, patreon.com slash the Troubled Helix Podcast Network. And your url is uh patreon.com slash freak underscore otrt just like uh the twitch and everything but yeah i saw oh uh, is yours set up yours is set up just this is this is kyle's patreon it's not specific to the youtube channel or no because i started the patreon for my twitch initially um because somebody was like i don't want to subscribe to you because i don't want to give twitch money you should make a patreon and I was like, I've never considered that, but when you put it that way, sure, whatever. Uh, so I made a Patreon, and then the person vanished. I never heard from them again. They did not join the Patreon, and I was like, you son of a bitch. But um, <laughs> they probably ever since then, <laughs> right? I was like, all right, well, this is still a cool additional content. Like, uh, we would put additional 15-minute episodes of the podcast out on the Patreon after that. Um, but it's... Just for mine, uh, like if the Gamers of the Roundtable blows up, and I love Dale, but if he actually starts uploading like he's a part of it, then we can start a second one or just keep it all on me. I don't know. But uh, I'll give him like a pass for the last few months. Wedding is crazy. And it was a very nice wedding. It was a very good time. But now he comes back from the cruise, I want to say like tomorrow, and he's like, I want to finish the series. I'm like, all right, buddy. You got no more excuses. Holiday season's over. Wedding's over. Let's make some videos. But, uh, yeah, no, Patreon's a pain in the ass to get people to join. I feel like Sarah McLaughlin. I, I was like, for 10 cents a day, you can join my Patreon and support it me. Does, it does hit that point where, for me, mentally at least, I look at it like I'm only asking you for a dollar a month. So that really is like pennies a day. Yep. Just like. Just like Sarah, you know, I'm not asking <laughs> you for a lot, but also I don't want to like assault people with it. Like go here, go here. Give me, give me your money. Right. So I don't like to repeatedly bring it up, but I think I've talked about this before. I don't want to beat the shit into the ground, but it's worth mentioning. Always. How difficult 
it has been for lifelong friends to give me a dollar a month. These are people that I'll go out to dinner with them every once in a while. And they'll be like, I'll get you. Like, I'll pay for you this time. Like you pay for me next time. Or they'll buy me a, a $50 birthday gift. And it's like, this is all great, man. Like, thank you. But also you could just give <laughs> me a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> and, no, I, and I would feel you. Cause even Dale, like I tried getting Dale onto it and he jokes about it all the time. Cause uh, I would always mention it at the end of the podcast. And he's like, this is how I eat. You join his Patreon and, and he will give me ramen noodles. And I'm like, you could give yourself ramen noodles by just joining my Patreon. And he's like, no, I'm like, fuck you, Dale. But it, it is really difficult to get people to join it. And like, I, I mention it actively, but passively where I'm like, uh, Hey, I just had a new YouTube video come out. There's bonus content over on the Patreon. Blah, With, blah, blah. If you're streaming on Twitch or if you've put out a YouTube video, it's easy to throw that at the end of your video, just on like a two second, like splash screen or something, or even That's what I like do. an overlay. Yeah. I've and got a link to the Patreon and a list of all the people that have pledged. And if you're just playing a game, it's, it's easy during that shit somewhere to just, you know, you're not carrying a conversation generally. You right. might be responding to people or whatever, but in the middle, most of the podcasts that, I do are really just conversations that I recorded. So it's really weird. Like I'm going to pause this conversation <laughs> that we're having about, you know, your father dying <laughs> and I'm going to talk about Patreon for a second. You know, it's like, no, like that doesn't fit in here anywhere. Such a shame about your old Which, man. Sorry to hear that, but for $1 a month. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I mean, that's the perfect time. If you guys have made it this far on the fucking podcast, go pledge to the Trouble Helix Podcast Network for a dollar a month and ask questions. There you go. I don't I don't think it's the money. I think the people are just too lazy to go to the website. They're just like, oh, I don't I didn't think about it. Oh, I gotta take out my credit card or I gotta type in these right. numbers. I gotta I think keep this in. Are, I gotta make an account. Are you kidding me? I think the people would rather just hand me like a dollar bill once every time they see me be like, here you go. And uh, I like the idea point, behind like, oh, it, it so much. Like instead of relying on, I don't, I don't know. Let's say your parents to give you $500 a month to help with your rent. Or I don't know if you're, a, it could go either way, whether you're a, a male or a female, if your significant other, is supporting you. Right. That's one person carrying the burden for you. Spread that burden out over, you know, a couple hundred people. Yeah. All giving a dollar. I don't notice a dollar. I don't notice a dollar ever. And so it's like, Oh, there are people that I support through Patreon which thankfully like Patreon gives you like the balance in, in like the wallet. Yeah. And it just pulls from that instead of your bank account. It just pulls from that. So it's just a rotating, I don't know, it's like a secondary bank account specifically. It's almost like crypto. Yeah. It's, it's just like Patreon money. 
That's, I don't that's how I withdraw used mine. I, it, really. I sat on it for like a year and a half, and then when I was starting to move, I emptied it, and I haven't touched it since then. It's just backup savings. It's nice. I think the so anybody that's is, listening, make sure you support your friends. Goddamn right. Cheaper than a pack of ramen. If there's people out there that watch your, how, how often do you stream? Four times a week. Okay. Do you have people that you see once or twice a week, every week for sure? Yes. Uh, I've got the guaranteed people who I know will show up, which are usually my mods, but they're mods because they were in my stream all the time for the last few years. And we've just built the relationship up and friendship to where now they moderate the channel. Um, and then there's still generally people that I know at least once a week. Cause I also have to factor in time zone differences. I've got somebody who watches from Denmark. So he's usually there at like the start of the stream for an hour. And then he's like, all right, I'm out. It's 5am. And I'm like, makes sense. Yeah. All right. Good night. What, what is it about? I, I haven't fucked with the Twitch thing at all. I don't, I don't watch people stream. I don't stream. I know enough about it that I, I mean, I know what it is. I'm not like a fucking <laughs> moron about it, but I don't understand the fascination with it. And I know, you know, it is become one of those like younger generation things for sure. So I don't want to sound like yeah. some ancient old man. I do understand how it works, but I don't understand my girlfriend's child is 11 her son if i buy him a game for christmas or his birthday he he don't he doesn't fucking play it but all he does is watch youtube videos of people playing games and or watch people streaming shit on twitch and for me like, I'm not going to watch Kyle, no no offense, like, I'm not going <laughs> to watch you play Pokemon when I can go play Pokemon, like, right here. Yep. But they're, you're building a business revolving around people watching you do this shit. What, what is the, what's the deal I with it? I don't have an answer for you, because I'm actually in the same boat as you. <laughs> like, I, I stream on Twitch... I don't really watch a lot of Twitch streamers because it's the same thing. I'm like, why do I want to go watch them play this if I can just go load it up myself? With the exception of, there's a couple things. Over the years of Twitch, you make friends. So, like, you pop into their chat, you have a conversation, hang out with them a bit, leave a lurk up, give them a view. Or, for instance, Lost Ark is coming out tonight. I had no idea what it was. I heard people talking about it. Saw my buddy streaming it two days ago because he bought like the paid version to get early access. So I watched him play it for like an hour and I was like, this actually looks like something I'd be interested in. But I'm probably never going to watch him stream it again because now I'm going to be playing it. If I want to see an extended gameplay of like an upcoming game or a game I want to check out, I'll go to YouTube and type it in and watch a video or two to get an idea about it. I guess it doesn't cross my mind to go to Twitch, but it is kind of the same thing. Yeah, it's but go, that's a completely separate thing from. Oh, Kyle's on at, at midnight my time. Like, I, I got to stay up and right. watch this shit for two hours. It almost sounds I mean, I, I wouldn't say almost. It sounds like I'm talking shit. About <laughs> those people. That's not my intent. I just I would like to talk to somebody 
do another podcast with somebody that's like an avid like Twitch watcher and just like, hey, man, like what is it about this that you enjoy? The thing that I'll take on Twitch over YouTube internet because I'm also the same way. Generally, I'll go to YouTube, find like IGN's video that they have like four minutes of the upcoming game. And I'm like, cool, right. that's enough that I need to see. Um, the thing that I do enjoy about Twitch, though, is just the direct interactivity, um, like popping in and being like, hey, how you doing? And actually having a conversation with the person. Um, oh, I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought it up. It's you uh, being it's just nice. The, you being the streamer. Mm-hmm. You enjoy <laughs> this blows my mind. <laughs> you enjoy random fucking people coming in and then you talking to them. That sounds like my worst nightmare <laughs> is like, I'm trying to relax when I play games. I don't really do a lot of multiplayer shit. If I do multiplayer shit, like I used to, I played destiny for a while. Like my mic was off. If I, my headset was off, if I had to join a raid or something, I just, Hey, like good luck communicating. <laughs> with me, you know, I'll listen, but I'm not talking. Right. And even the listening, sometimes I like that time as me alone by myself. Right. I don't like that time at all. Even with actual friends of mine, I rarely play games online. You know that. Yeah. We've played, played you said we played once, once in the 10 like, years I've known you. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I think I told you, like, you're probably in like the top five yeah. of people that I've played with. No, I'm Do very you just much look that at way it? too. It's like but if I you... load into a game, Rainbow Six, Destiny, whatever, like I've got game chat off. I don't want to listen to them. I don't like generally if I'm playing those games, I'm playing with friends. Um, 85% of the time, yes, I enjoy talking to the random people that pop into my chat. There's the 15% time where it's obnoxious as hell. For instance, I'm playing Resident Evil 4 for the first time ever. Never touched it, but everybody hails it as a classic. So I'm playing through it and somebody joins my chat and they're like, why aren't you using the scope? I'm like, well, hi, nice to meet you. Um, it's blind playthrough. Don't really know what I'm doing here. Game's kind of dated. Didn't realize there was another scope for the rifle. Thanks for letting me know. Also, shut the fuck up. But, but see, that that would well, make me be like, I'm I'm done with this. Like, <laughs> like stream off because you're just existing in your own world, doing your own thing, and someone enters it and is a dick to you. Like to me, that wouldn't happen if you didn't put yourself out there, which starts to sound like some sort of like, I'm scared of getting into a relationship because I don't want to get hurt. <laughs> Shit. But like you, you know, I don't mean you, but like nah. you caused that. That couldn't have happened if you didn't let it. Does that kind of shit just not really bother you? You just look right uh, past it and keep going. I serve tables for a living, dude. <laughs> <laughs> at this point it all just ricochets like it does absolutely nothing to me had a lady throw a plate of chicken at me the other day came home played games how to do with assholes online it's comes with the territory right, you could have had the chicken thrown at you and then come home and relaxed but instead you came home and had internet chicken thrown at you <laughs> like, that could have been your time away it are you a social been... dude in general are you are you at the bar? Are you hanging out? Are you ha- making conversation with no people in no, real life? Like no. if okay. I go to a bar, cause you know, sometimes a nice old fashioned sounds good and I don't feel like 
making one at home or if I just don't want to cook. I choose like the most secluded part of the bar and I sit there and I don't make eye contact with anybody. I usually bring my headphones. So it's very clear, like server comes up, hands me my drink, hands me my food, hands me my bill. I'm done. I'm not that a sociable one of the person most, at all. It's one of the most liberating things to go to a restaurant by yourself with headphones and just sit in the corner and eat and not talk to anybody Yes, <laughs> and just listen to a podcast or listen to music. I love doing that shit. Yeah, I used to I, do that shit. Remember you worked with me when my mom was sick, right? Yeah. And so I got a little bit of spare time every day when I would go to the gym and on the way home from the gym, I would generally stop and eat somewhere and I would always have my headphones and I would just sit like my favorite place was that San Jose's on hard scrabble. I will. Did you? I miss San Jose's. They're not up here. The <laughs> Mexican restaurants w- up here fucking suck. We're going to talk about Asheville. We're definitely <laughs> going to get to that. Um, but I just always loved that. Because people surprisingly wouldn't fuck with you. Yeah. At, at the gym, people will still come up to you even with your headphones on and bother you. But I think seeing someone at a restaurant with headphones on is really sending like that signal. Like it's also I'm, I'm like here to... when I'm serving a table with restaurant, uh, when I'm serving one of my tables and they have headphones in, I love it. Cause it means I don't really have to do shit. And I still have to do my job, but instead of like bugging them, like I'll walk by and I'll just be like, oh, shit, I forgot cameras aren't going to be in this. I'll just give them the thumbs up. And they'll give me the thumbs up and I'll just walk away. Perfect. And then, like, if they yeah. see me across the restaurant, I'll just like mime a cup. Like, do you need a refill? And they'll shake their head. And I'm like, cool. Drop a check. The only time they spoke to me is to tell me what they want. And after that, it's easy. And it's pretty much the same way on the other side. Like when I go, unless I'm at Outback where I'm a regular, I will actually talk to the bartenders there. Um, but everywhere else, I order my food, order a drink. And then I just put my headphones in. It's, it's nice. It's my little world. But uh, do you take do you take your headphones with you when you get tattooed? Yes and no. Uh, it's Depending been like a 50 the... um, Last time I went to go get tattooed, uh, the shop just had I, I had forgotten my headphones uh, because I was nervous because it was my ribs. And tattoos don't bug me like I slept through my arms, but I've always heard nightmare stories about the ribs. And I'm here to tell you that. The stories are true. They suck. <laughs> and I didn't do them in sessions. I did seven and a half hours in one day on my ribs. And uh, I'm never doing that again. It hits, the, it hits that point where you want to vomit. And when yeah. you hit that point, like, there's no... no I, I filmed it, made no a time lapse of it and everything, because I thought it'd be cool and everything. And so for, like, the first four hours, you see me just laying there taking it like a champ. But the last, like, two and a half, three hours, you see me squirming so much... And at the end, yeah, luckily nothing, she said, I'm done. Do. But I was so close to being like, I don't care if you're done. I'm done. Like, I'm out. I, I can't do this. But um, it's weird because the one time I did go in and I had my headphones in, I almost couldn't hear the music since, like, my ears were stopped up because I don't have the overs. I've got the earbuds that go in. And over the gun just on my chest, like, all I could hear was just the vibration. So yeah, I just took out my headphones head. at that point. <laughs> that shit just rocks your skull sometimes. Yeah. The closer that it gets. And then, like, when I got my hand done, that was, like, a 40-minute tattoo. So, at that point, it just wasn't worth it. Like, by the time he started, he was done. And I was like, all right, cool. I The way I just look at it now is um, 
if I'm going to be playing games, I might as well go live because I do sometimes earn income from it. I'm like, I'm already here playing games for six hours. I might as well see if I can earn six bucks or 60 bucks. It honestly depends on the night. But um, it was also really refreshing, though, when I had COVID. I came in here, I unhooked my Xbox, brought it to my bedroom, and I played games laying in bed like I was in high school. And I made more progress on games than I have in a few years because I don't have a chat there just annoying me. I, yeah, I made it like halfway through Resident Evil 4. I started Hades. I cleared my first escape attempt. Fantastic game, by the way, because I know at the wedding we were talking about it and I hadn't played it yet. Started playing it. Love it. And you you beat the Minotaur with the knight combo? Yep. I've beat him Fuck a couple that. times. I, I gave up there. <laughs> I didn't play... F- I think I played for just a couple hours, but I think I fought that dude like two or three times and I was like, I don't know. Yeah, the first time I got to it, I was like, what the fuck is this? Ornstein and Smog from Dark Souls? Like, why do I have to deal with this shit? Uh, and they rocked dude, my world. I hear, I hear so much shit about those two dudes. And I hadn't, I hadn't played original Dark Souls until maybe like two years ago. So I played that remastered one that came out. And, you know, I was a fan of two and three and Bloodborne and all that shit. But I was like, hadn't played this one. And I can't go back and play an early release or whatever, mid-release 360 game. Right. I can't fucking do it. I have to play something somewhat. It either has to be like retro from mid-80s or it has to be like current. <laughs> so when they did that remaster, I was like, I'll play it. And I got to those dudes and I was like, okay, like here comes the shit. Like I'm going to be here for days. This is going to make me want to kill myself. And this is not a brag. I want to make that clear. I'm about I to fly out those... of Colorado and punch you in the face. <laughs> I beat those two dudes my first attempt. Did you bring anybody? Or was no, it just you? No, no, no summons, just me. Oh, I'm envious of you and your, your ignorance. <laughs> the bliss that you must have had. <laughs> like, oh my god, because I've got every achievement in Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3. I, I put way too much of my life into those games, but Ornstein and Smog, every time I'm like, I don't, I don't want to deal with this. But I also do love achievement hunting. Uh, it's just something satisfactory in it. And everybody's like, you know, that's completely pointless, right? It's just points. And I'm like, I get that. But when I hear that nice little bloop as I do something in the game, I'm like, that gives me serotonin. Suck my dick. The people that say that that shit's pointless don't realize that everything that they're doing with their life is also pointless. Yeah. Just pick, pick your pointless. Yeah. It makes no difference. You could be making, you know, a million dollars a year. It's still fucking pointless. You know, they have fun with it. I wish I made you know, I'll have fun with my, year. with my gamer score. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would, I would, I would trade, I would cash in my gamer score, you know, for like a dollar, a point. Yeah, I'll happily take $156,000 right now. You shouldn't me. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't have that. I don't have that much attached to it. No, no more games. Hold on a second. Somebody knocking on my door? What? Are you upright? Huh? Are you upright? Yeah. Can you come take some salsa real quick? Let me taste your beef. Hold on a second. My roommate wanted me to taste his salsa. (laughs) Is that supposed to be a metaphor for something, or was it actually salsa? No. No. He's actually, he has like a five-pound bucket of salsa that that he just made. A whole like lot a of salsa. massive amount. Well, the the question is, how is it? Was it good salsa? 
It's very pepper intensive, <laughs> not like spicy. Like normally you expect to taste uh, like cilantro or tomato or onion. Right. This one, like you taste like bell pepper. So it's kind of like. Interesting. It's different. It's different. Let's talk about. Uh, I got two more things I want to talk about. That's fine. Mm, let's talk about the wedding. <laughs> okay, I'll start. Did you get COVID? <laughs> I didn't. Fucker. But I did. Wait. I don't want to admit this on the podcast. Uh, I felt a little bad. <laughs> but I but I didn't go take a test. <laughs> but, but I did continue my life as normal. <laughs> so I... W- all of the listed, I mean, the COVID side effect list has fucking like grown. Oh yeah, but it's like when all you Google headache and what it's I like would you say, like, <laughs> right? I didn't have any. I just felt like shit, but it didn't really line up with side effects or symptoms or anything like that, and it only lasted like two days. So I'm gonna say I was fine. <laughs> But I thought it was funny that you told me that there was like an entire list of people that went home with it. Yeah. And, and it was quick too. Like, uh, well, there were... we got home Sunday night from the wedding and Monday I didn't feel like shit, but I felt it like brewing my, I always get a sore throat. That's how my sicknesses start. And I had a sore throat Monday and I was like, I bet you I've got COVID from that fucking place. So many people, including me, flew in. Yeah. It, it wasn't really like a local wedding. So you imagine all that traveling. How many people? Do you know how many people were there? Like including guests oh, and God. all that shit? Uh, over 50. That's all I know. Under 100? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. For some reason in my head, I'm thinking that Laura said... Like 80? That sounds about right. Maybe. I mean, that makes both of our numbers correct, so. Yeah, yeah. And coming from all across the country, somebody was bound to bring it. Yeah. And people were bound to get it. But they were like, fuck it, come to our wedding anyway. And everybody did. Yeah, and it, so. it was a good time. It was a fun time. I'm happy I went. I just uh, I was curious who all got COVID, and I was also curious who brought it. But, um, no, it was very, it was a beautiful ceremony. I'm disappointed that you did not slap his ass. I was not going to do that. And he is very thankful <laughs> that I didn't slap him. <laughs> he ass. was, but the other so. six of us did. <laughs> I can't. That's just not me. Not, not that there's anything wrong with it. I just, I got a weird take on weddings. I saw your Instagram post where you you posted a very nice comment about it. And I was like, I wouldn't have expected Sean to have said something like that about a wedding. I've had a few friends and I've known a lot of people that have like some weird wedding at like a park on the side of the road. You know, where, oh, my my friend got some weird 
ordained minister certificate off the internet. Right. That says that he's allowed to, you know, what would you call it? Administer <laughs> a wedding or whatever the fuck that it is. One of my best friends had this wedding that I'm specifically talking about. And it was seriously at a park on the side of the road. And it's like, I get it. Like if you don't have a lot of money, I'm sure that this wedding costs a significant amount of money. Let me try to make it clear how I feel about this. When you have your wedding at a park on the side of the road, (laughs) it comes across that you're just not, and this is just to me, right? It comes across to me like, are you really taking this seriously? Yeah, I can see that. This is, this is, you know, you're supposed to get married once, if theoretically, right? You have you have one wedding and you stay married forever. Ignore what the statistics say. Yes. Right, right, right. <laughs> when you're when you're going into the wedding, you're not planning on doing it again later. You are planning on this marriage lasting. It's only later that shit goes wrong, right? right? Even if you don't have thirty, forty thousand dollars or more to spend on like one event one night i feel like there's maybe a way that you could do it for cheaper without it coming across like you're not taking it seriously and so the thing about dale that i was talking about in that instagram post was that he did manage In front of were there seven groomsmen total? Uh, I th- is that right? I, I think it was seven. Six. It was Hernandez, Van Norman, me, Dalton, you, um, Derek, and yeah, Dan. So yeah, seven, seven of us. Yeah, seven of his closest friends watching him, like especially during those wedding photos, uh, before the wedding when we were out in that hallway. Yeah where they did like his first look or whatever they called it. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh my, like that shit's so dumb. But, and Dale, Dale knows that it's dumb, but Dale knows that Laura thinks it's really fucking important. Yeah. And he could have been funny about it. He could have kind of been a dick to her in front of his dude friends to be funny. He could have joked around. He could have acted like it wasn't a big deal. But he took that shit so seriously in front of us. Acted like we weren't even there. For her. It was just him and her. And, right. And that's probably, I've never been in that situation. (laughs) That, That can't be something that's easy to do unless you've reached a certain level of maturity. And if you were to just say, hey, man, is Dale a mature guy? I'd be like, oh, I'm going to have to think about that for a second. <laughs> He's something. Like, I don't know if mature he, is the word I'd use. He he owns a home. He has a career. But when I sit down and talk to him and he wants to talk about like poop jokes and dick jokes, it's like, well, I don't know. But in the moment when he needed to be, he was. And he, it wasn't just for the ceremony. It was the day before. 
and the day of. There was no weird, at least not that I saw, no weird drama, no bickering, no arguing. He gets kind of, maybe I don't know how you and your friends talk about him and Laura, but (laughs) from my perspective out here with some of old Morgan, I'll just say Morgan's on the video game podcast that I do with Dale. Yeah. He likes to pick on him a lot about, oh, like Laura's got you whipped. Whatever Laura says, whatever (laughs) Laura says. But Dale doesn't care if there is truth to it. Dale knows that Dale doesn't give a shit. Right. So if Laura wants to do this because it makes Laura happy, Dale's going to do it. And that's very respectable quality there does come a line where it's like, dude, like put your fucking foot down. Like this girl's running all over you, but that's not what's happening from my perspective. And I, I lived with them. Right. They told me about they that. are probably the healthiest. This is again, my perspective of just being in their house. I'm not in their bedroom with them. <laughs> I don't know what kind of shit they get up to. I don't know what kind of, if they had arguments, they never had them around me. So I don't know. Maybe they have weird, stupid arguments, but you have, I know that you have friends. Everybody does where they argue about the stupidest, most dramatic, pettiest bullshit. And Dale and Laura just have a good fucking time hanging out together. They do. And And it's fantastic. If Dale has to go do something, that maybe he, it's not that he doesn't want to do it. He's just completely neutral. Yeah. And that's a great way to be, especially in a relationship where Laura does have things that she wants in a very specific way. Yes. That's not a negative comment. She, when she knows what she wants, she's going to, she knows what she wants. (laughs) And I think that's a good quality. And so she'll just tell Dale, like, this is what I want. This is how I want to do it. Dale doesn't give a shit about it. So he's like, okay. Yeah. Now, I, I do it's have not that to they're say, butting heads. I thought okay. we were supposed to rip on Dale this podcast because it sounds like we're just really complimenting <laughs> him a lot right now. Oh, my bad. Now, but no, I mean, you're right because um, I, I, you're right. You're right. My I bad. stay down there a good bit. And um, as both individuals and a couple they've grown and are fantastic people um when i got lit on fire i had to stay with them for an extra week i was supposed to go home like the next day and next thing you know you got this fucking mummified drugged up guy laying on your couch for a fucking week and uh that happened at work no i wish because then i would have gotten paid yeah no i was uh i went down to south carolina um february it, I got lit on fire February 15th. It was my uncle's surprise 60th birthday party. And uh, people were coming in from all across the country, Alaska, Ohio, Florida, Texas. We all came down to visit. And uh, so I was staying at Dale and Laura's just because they got shit to do over there instead of staying at my uncle's house where there's not anything to do. Love him to death. Great guy. He's my godfather. But there's not an Xbox at my uncle's house. There's an Xbox at Dale's house. And you know how South Carolina weather could be. It's bipolar as shit. And so it's February 15th and it's like 27 degrees out. 
Um, but it's such a big gathering that we're all in um, a family friend's backyard because they really had the only place to hold all 60 of us. And uh, so they got those giant propane industrial space heaters to just kind of like keep the area warm. And I was wearing a flannel shirt. I was walking around making my rounds. Hi, nice to see you. Good to see you. Thanks for coming. Blah, blah, blah. Don't know who you are. Apparently you wiped my ass when I was six months old. Appreciate you. Cool. Uh, and then next thing I know, somebody's screaming, you're on fire. And my cousin's tackling me to the ground. And then I feel incredible pain. Like I didn't even know I was on fire. What happened? Uh, literally, I walked by a space heater and I don't know if my shirt got blown into it because I had a flannel on. Or if it sparked or what? just friction. Like, there's no cool story. Just a freak fucking accident where my flannel went up because of a space eater. And then th my undershirt that got shit. melted to my back. So People always say that that can happen. Yeah. I, and you never I believe never believed them. it. But uh, firsthand, I can tell you, shit happens. And I can also Do you have tell permanent? you. Because I, I used to play like that would you rather game a lot when you were younger. And so it's like, would you rather be burned alive or would you rather drown type shit? And I always said burned alive because drowning to me is just terrifying. And scientifically, I was heard after a certain point of burns, you know, your nerve endings fry off and you just don't feel anything anymore. That's not the case. <laughs> I had third degree burns. I had skin grass. I had it all replaced and it hurt like a bitch the entire time. Do you still, is there still like weird, I don't know, would you call it like phantom pain or is there weird? Uh, the only side thing effects? from it is so most of the damage was done on my lower back. Um, I have trouble like bending over to touch my toes because of all the scar tissue there. It just gets really tight. Cause it's, um, yeah, but yeah. there's no actual pain. No, uh, they took me down to Augusta, which is like the best burn center on the East Coast. And they had me in surgery within like 12 hours and I was discharged the next day. Like they took great care of me. I had to go back for six months. And it was ridiculous because I live in Asheville and that's a five and a half hour drive down to Augusta. Um, but I only have like three bad scars on my back. The rest you can't tell was replaced. So shit sucks though. Life tip. Don't get lit on fire. <laughs> try to avoid it. <laughs> don't walk by any space eaters. Was this just the standard like fully encapsulated there's no flames like kicking. No flames out of it. or anything. It's it was just, just like, like giant the, the fucking metal tube container, propane and heat. Yeah. So I have no idea what ah, happened or how. Fuck that. But my flannel went up, and uh, it was crazy. It was crazy. I felt warm. That's really the only thing I knew. I felt warm, which was weird because it was 27 degrees out, and I was like, I shouldn't feel warm. And then my cousin's tackling me to the ground, and then I feel the pain because I'm like, oh, I'm on fire. But did Bill it, and Laura took that shit like champs and helped me out a whole lot that week. Did you stay in the guest room? No, I stayed on the couch. Oh. It was just more comfortable for me. Why didn't you get to stay? Oh, okay. I was going to say it would have been possible that we shared a bed. <laughs> well, I have stayed in the guest room before a couple times. Okay. But, uh, okay. So we have. Yeah, last time I was down there, I've been on the air mattress in Dale's gaming room because they have three cats now. And apparently the cats just piss all over that bed. And, uh, that's where I slept last time uh, yeah. was the air mattress. Yeah. Too. So that's two. Yeah. Two beds. Though. Goddamn right. Nice. Let's just keep stacking. Sometimes them up. you have these, you have these connections with people that you don't even know about. <laughs> Almost like Eskimo bros, but not quite Eskimo beds. Did it, have you been involved in a wedding before? Have you been a groomsman yes. or a best man or any shit like I've that? Been okay. My dad's have. best man when he got remarried to my stepmom, and I was a groomsman for my brother when he got married to my sister-in-law. 
Holy shit. So you're like a hardened <laughs> veteran. Uh, it never gets easier. So if I keep expecting it to, but they're like, here's your responsibilities. Here's your tux. Here's, like, and Laura, <laughs> she kept hitting me up. Like I was booking the hotel and she's like, get two beds. I was like, I was planning on like bringing someone back to my one bed. She's like, you're sharing with Dale. And I was like, cool. Thanks for the heads up. And then literally the night before, she's like, hey, you've got another roommate. I was like, the fuck do you mean? And she's like, Dalton forgot that he needed a room. So all of a sudden, like, I've just got three guys in a room. And I'm like, this is not how I planned on this to go at all. But I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, it's always a whole lot of picture taking, like whole lot of picture taking. <laughs> That's all I remember. It felt like something that I'm not old enough to be doing yet. Like it feels like, Oh, people that get married are like older than me. I'm, <laughs> I'm 41. Fuck but Sean. Really? My, I, yeah. Bro, yeah. I was listening to your podcast. In my head, and you're like, I've been collecting this shit for 40 years. And I was like, that can't be right. Fucking hell. 41. Yeah, man. But when I go and do shit like this, it still feels like, oh, this isn't a part of life that I'm supposed to be ready for yet. Like, this is down the road. You know, like when you're 15 and you go to a wedding and you're like, oh, okay, like, you know, weddings are for 30 year olds or whatever. I still feel like, oh, yeah, I'll get I'll get married one day or I'll have a kid one day. You ha- you do that shit when you're older. And I was like, oh, like, actually, I should have done that shit <laughs> like 15 yeah. years ago. But it's not like I don't think I could handle it. Or bro, we all saw how fast you grabbed that it. garter out of the air. You're next. It's coming. <laughs> I still got it. <laughs> yeah. I still got it. No, I was like, I'm not yeah, getting this. It. I'm making sure Sean gets it. And then none of us even had a chance to try. That shit was just like fucking jujitsu grab. I was like, okay, I didn't even see that coming. Well, he flung that shit with some serious force. <laughs> like it, it didn't go like it didn't arch. It was like straight. So. I don't do you have shit like that that you go to and I'm at that point in my life right little... now where everything's an existential crisis because I feel like I'm out of time. Right. I'm 27. Um, I was engaged. I was supposed to get married last October. And so now I'm back to square one. Like I'm living on my own. I'm not in a relationship. I'm still at this shitty job. And I'm like, I feel like I'm supposed to be married. I'm supposed to have a kid and I'm supposed to have a career by now. And all I'm doing is figuring out how to make it till next Tuesday. (laughs) Somehow I feel both of those ways at the same time, because I do, I've expressed that thought that you just had on podcasts quite frequently of like, I don't have my own place. I don't have a real career. I don't have a family. But then when I see that kind of shit, like when you see somebody that's a doctor and they're like, oh, I'm 30. Fuck you. Like I'm a plastic <laughs> surgeon. It's like, maybe I can do that one day when I'm 30. <laughs> and it's like, wait a second. Like that was a while ago. No, like I missed that boat like 20 years. Yeah, no, I, but I, to think that there are people like, let's take all the groomsmen, right? right? All those people are at the point in their lives that 
they could have all been doctors at a different wedding where there was a doctor getting married. Yeah. And, and you think like, like Kyle and I, like we could be having this exact conversation right now, except we're both PhDs doctors and we both have like a shitload of money. Like, I don't feel like I've gotten to that point in my life where that's even possible yet, but people have already done it. 10 years ago it's fucking it's insane on all the fronts though like um there's another variant of that um i'm sure you know the band polyphia yeah dale introduced me to him um kids younger than i am and i've been playing guitar for 16 years and i listen to one track from this guy and it just makes me want to never pick up my instrument again (laughs) i'm like okay clearly i did something wrong because what the fuck is that? But, uh, so, I mean, I feel that on a whole lot. Like, I just had a friend who just had their first kid. Obviously, my friends around me are getting married, and I'm sitting here with my two dogs just playing video games till 5 a.m. And Morgan would say, he would interrupt right now, and he would say, but are you happy? 50-50. Yeah. 25-70. Yeah, like, I... The answer is yes and no. So, like, since becoming a single man from what was supposed to be a marriage, there's been a lot of reflecting and a lot of fucking thinking about life. And, you know, you where shit went sideways. And so there's a lot more freedoms to it that do make me happy to where I can stay up till 5 a.m. playing games or playing guitar and not have to worry about going to bed to an angry spouse. Or, But then... There's the flip side of, you know, I do miss being in a relationship and just the companionship and, you know, binge watching a dumb Netflix documentary or something, just that shit. And then everybody's like, well, you don't need a relationship to be happy. And I'm like, I get that. I still miss that. And they're like, are you happy with yourself? And I'm like, well, I don't know because I'm just trying to survive. Like, well, it's like I was happy with myself when I thought this person loved me and wanted to be with me for yeah. the rest of my life. <laughs> and now that she doesn't. Yeah. And the other flip yeah, I'm side not, is I'm like, not so sure I am happy. The, the hobbies I do myself. have, like I don't go out much, but I did really enjoy going ax throwing here in Asheville. Um, I would go once a week. It was just like my therapeutic cathartic time. Loved it. And just with like the way life has gotten, it's gotten to the point where like, I can't even do that. So I'm just like survival food, roof, vet bills, I'll see what March holds for me and then we'll circle back around. What, what does it cost there to go ax throwing? Because it costs an extreme amount to do it here. Really? Um, here it's 21 bucks a person. So they charge for you by hour? the hour. 20 bucks a person for an hour. Yeah. Which I mean, it's on the pricier side, but it is like, you know, a small privately owned thing. They've got to somehow make money. Um, And generally what I'll do is because when you book, you have to book for two people. I don't have friends, so I have to book for two people and I show up by myself and I'm like, can I just throw for two hours? And they're like, yeah, sure. No problem. So, but the people there are super cool. What's. Do you socialize when you would do that? Would you like talk to other people? Very rarely. Like that's the most. Cause like we were talking about earlier, I'm so introverted. Like even at a bar, I just sit by myself. 
at the axe throwing place, I was a little comfortable, but not that comfortable. I really just talked to the employees um, because, like, when nothing's going on, they'll come out and throw axes, too, and just chill. So we'd start shooting the shit. Um, but there was a time or two when, like, the couple next to me were, like, really struggling and cracking jokes. So I'd chime in. I'd show them the right way to throw an axe. And they're like, do you work here? And I was like, no, I fucking should. But for the most part, kept to myself there. You... I'll throw you a little hint if it hasn't crossed your mind. You could buy yourself an axe and just Chuck. go outside. Well, I live in an apartment complex, right. so oh, okay, not quite. Maybe, maybe not. But that thought did cross my mind too, because you could buy a hatchet from Ace Hardware for like twenty two dollars. Um, get some plywood, two by fours, throw it up out in the yard. Um, I just really enjoyed like the vibe and the environment of the place. Um, cause they had beers and shit. Okay, so you liked the place. Yeah. I liked the coworkers and uh-huh. like, I'd walk in and they would already have my lane set up and they knew me. And, uh, so I enjoyed that. Um, but now that I haven't gone in like a year just cause they had to change their hours cause of COVID. So now it's really, they're only open on the days that I'm working. And then when I do finally have a day to go there, it's like, Hey, I got to pay rent in two weeks. Like I should save this 40 bucks. What's I'm familiar with the Asheville vibe as a whole. And I've been to two or three different axe throwing places, none in Asheville. But the vibe at an axe throwing place can either be grunt style t-shirts, American flags, Trump stickers, or it can be curled mustaches craft beer hipsters Ooh, uh, uh so it go third option uh craft beers okay curled mustaches flannel shirts <laughs> lumberjack vikings essentially okay um, but there's somehow they manage all that and avoid the hipster tag i have not personally come across any hipsters there or gotten hipster vibes I also do my best okay. to go on not busy days. So it do you it could very well be do you hipster consider, fucking central. Do you consider that heavily barbered male with the hard part and the curled mustache and the flannel to not be a hipster? I do not think they're a hipster, no. No? No. For me, hipster what? is... Okay. What's a hipster? Yeah, what's a hipster to you? Beanie halfway off your fucking head with the big obnoxious glasses that you don't need, the scarf wrapped around you, um, skinny jeans, fucking uh, three different fucking okay. caramel mochas. You know, like a Seattle hipster. That's my hipster definition. You're... I agree with you. I think that your hipster definition is very current. And my hipster definition is from five to six years ago. Or maybe, maybe, maybe 10 years ago. Cause there was a moment where that hard part flannel curled mustache guy, like that lumberjack thing was the hipster thing, which I can see. That was huge for maybe it was only like a year, but it was fucking huge. Every single dude was wearing a red and black flannel. I've got one in my closet. <laughs> but it's not like putting on the red and black flannel makes you that kind of hipster. Right. You had to have the rest of it with it. Like 
the red and black flannel, the somewhat not skin tight, but like tighter legged, not jeans, but like some sort of pant, like khaki, yeah. maybe <laughs> pant, <laughs> and like like really weird dress shoes. Yes, like the fucking leather slip ons with the whole get up. Yes, or those weird shoes now that men wear that are almost boots and they have the elastic like boot thing on the side the fuck <laughs> you know what i'm talking no, about no i have not seen that <laughs> so it'll be let's just say it's a fully brown shoe and on the side inside and outside where your ankles are there's a little elastic bit that'll be like black so it'll be this little swoop down <laughs> like a u-shape it's it's a girl's shoe <laughs> that has somehow trans and I don't you know anyone can wear whatever kind of shoe they right. want, but that doesn't mean that I think that it looks good just because you're wearing it. But I don't think women look good wearing those shoes either. <laughs> like that type They're of like shoe Crocs. in general, They're just, just awful. Is, they are kind of like Crocs because they're fully slip on. Oh god! Like that elastic on the ankle is in place of any sort of shoelace. Like it's a slip on boot. That's just no. But, I mean, I have slip on boots, but they're actual fucking boots. I can't. Right. Do your boots have elastic? No, no. <laughs> they're a hard okay. leather fucking steel right. toe. Like they're boot boots. They're made for walking. I promise. Oh, God. I can't even imagine. What's. Well, let's see. What's your take on the Asheville vibe? Because I also haven't been to Asheville in like 10 years, so maybe it's changed. Uh, it's probably changed. Is, is, it a, is it a hipster town to you? Oh, it's a fucking druggy town. Really? Yeah. All right. So story time for context, because they really don't tell you this. Asheville's advertised and marketed as this great tourism place, like fucking go see the beautiful Blue Ridge yes. and the Biltmore and everything. And Yes. That's kind of how I fell yes. in love with it. It's pretty cool. And we came up here and moved up here. And then after the separation... Obviously, I had to get a roommate to fill in for her. Um, so I got this roommate. And this guy comes in and lives with me. He's a little different. He's a little annoying, but whatever. He pays his bills. Then he starts to not pay his bills and shit. Um, and then one day, I realized that I'm missing $2,000. And at that point, I go into his room because I only live with him. So it's got to be fucking him. And I find needles everywhere, aluminum foil, white powder, like, everything man's on hard fucking opioids so i call the cops and fucking call the landlord and get all that taken care of and as i'm talking to the cops and everything i'm like i didn't really like realize because they were telling me asheville's got a bad drug problem i'm like really and they're like yeah you know how like most cities have a you know like a bad part of town like that one corner of fifth and main where you can always get something i was like yeah and they're like that's asheville just asheville they're like, we're walking around the street. We're just looking for needles. And I'm like, are you kidding? And I looked it up. Asheville's in like the top 10 cities in the country for an opioid addiction problem. And so it's just everybody and their mother up here is on drugs. Whole lot of homeless people. Uh, and somehow the city's growing. A whole lot of people keep moving here. Because the first thing you said, if you were to say that, if you were to ask somebody out here from Colorado, like, hey, you ever heard of Asheville? If 
they've heard anything specific. It would be, oh, the Biltmore. I've always wanted to go there. Or it would be like, oh, isn't that the place that's like the Portland of the East? Yep, where where they have like city sixty nine craft beers, right? That whole craft. I can't. I cannot separate the craft beer thing from the hipster thing. (laughs) For me, they are just completely intertwined. You, you got to separate it because I refuse to accept that I'm a hipster, but I enjoy some craft beers. <laughs> Ten years ago, Asheville was the craft beer spot for the Southeast. Yeah, for sure. Still is. It was the cool, progressive, cutting edge town, you know, full on acceptance as weird as you want to be, whatever you're into go to Asheville. And I think that just like San Francisco back in like the early nineties, you get that. Like that one thing that draws people to your city, it's not going to draw. Well, it will, but to a much bigger extent, it isn't going to draw doctors no it's gonna draw like younger kids looking for something new or looking for a cool place to live or some sort of freedom yeah or a promise of a future and i think that so all these people flock there and then they're like oh like yeah i guess this town is cool but it was cool for six months and now i'm bored yeah so you got any drugs? <laughs> That's probably how it goes. I've been here two and a half years now, and I haven't done shit here I because I moved here like right before COVID hit. Like I moved here, went through the separation, went into a depressive spiral, didn't leave the house. Finally, I was like, all right, let's go see the Biltmore. And it's like pandemic. I was like, all right, cool. So I've not been to a single brewery. I have finally been to the Biltmore, and it's cool as shit. I actually really enjoyed it. But at the end of the day, it is just a big house. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. You can go there once. Yeah. I want to go there one more time because apparently, like during Christmas, they like really do it all up, lights, special fucking shit, and all the bells and whistles. And I hear it's great, so I'll go there again for Christmas time, and then I'll probably never go again. But uh, minus the axe throwing and the Biltmore, I haven't done anything. I haven't been hiking, and Asheville has plenty of hiking spots. Um, I haven't been to any of the breweries. I haven't been. We have a pinball arcade up here, which is really cool. Haven't been to that, and I'm just like, all right, well, is it a bar? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Have you been to places like that in general? Like retro themed? I've been to Dave and Buster's. Like bars. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah, that's the closest I've been. There was an arcade and a bar. So, you know. Any bigger growing city. Like, can you name one that doesn't have a drug problem? Like, no, because look at Seattle. Shitty. <laughs> Like, yeah, like shitty poor towns have drug problems and shitty low population towns have drug problems. And then big ass cities have drug problems. Like there's just a drug problem. Yeah. And I don't think you're going to get away from it. Have you been? We talked about Seattle at the wedding. That place is a fucking shithole. And it's awesome to go there hang out for a couple of days and get the fuck out or live 
45 minutes away from Seattle and drive in right. when you want to do Make something. Make a day trip out of it. Yeah, no, I, I think I'm just going to travel to Seattle and not move there. Because, I mean, you also mentioned your buddy who lives out there who is well off in terms of income and just lives month to month. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And I looked up the cost of does living a- in Seattle, does- and that shit's just ridiculous. Does Asheville have the homeless tent shit going oh, on? God, yes. Where there'll be like half of a city block and it's just tents. Yeah, it's People generally just permanently like right live off there. of a highway. Like um, last year. <sighs> yeah, um, the fucking worst, man. It, it was up a hill. Like, because uh, Asheville's just very hilly because we're right in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Um, so, like, I pulled off the highway to turn into work and literally, like, up that hill off the highway is just like 45 different tents, a large tarp over all of it. And obviously, you yeah. know, after a while, the homeless camps get taken down um, and then they just relocate. So it's it's crazy, though. Like the homeless problem here is like every corner you stop on downtown, there's somebody with a sign. You're, you're just going to move from one Asheville to another. Yeah. If you go to Seattle. Yeah, I don't you plan just on describe there now. Like it, exactly. it's beautiful and I'll go to travel, but I'm not going <laughs> to. Well, don't, don't take it just from me. Like, I'm just one dude like. I don't want to ruin. What if, what if you have like some life changing experience? If you go out there, I probably will. It's called drugs away from you. <laughs> like that's all anybody does. Apparently everybody loses their shit yeah. when I'm like, yo, I've never even smoked weed. And they're like, the fuck? And I'm like, yeah, I just don't, I never wanted to. All right. Last, last thing before we go, do you have people that straight up do not believe you when you tell them that about not smoking? Yeah. yeah, all the time. People are like, no, nah, you've tried it before. You did it in high school. You did No, like I, I smoked cigarettes for six years. Like when I turned 18, I started smoking cigarettes. Dumb, but I mean, at least it was legal. <laughs> and I enjoy drinking, but I, that's it. Like I've never done fucking, I've never smoked weed, never fucking did Molly, ecstasy, fucking fentanyl, heroin, none of it. Just, uh, I guess the dare to resist drugs classes in school fucking stuck with me or something. <laughs> When you have this conversation, because this I, I've never smoked either, and so I have I've had this exact same conversation that you have. And when I tell people, they don't believe me, and they think that I'm lying or they think that I'm joking. And ninety percent of the time, they end up saying, "But look at how you look. How has someone like you?" Yep. Never. And it's like, what the fuck does that mean? I got that like all the time. That's just as biased, you know, racist, however you want to word it. That's just as fucked up of a comment to make as it's like, you've never been to jail. <laughs> yeah. But look at all your tattoos. But you're, you're a black. You're a black dude. Yeah. You've never been to jail. How dare you not do drugs? Have you had a first date? Or, well, I think that's the best example where you've shown up and your date is high. No, Uh, because I'm so fucking socially awkward and introverted. Generally, the people I go on a first date with is somebody I've already known for a long time. So I don't do like the blind dates or the Tinder dates or anything, really. Uh, Uh, It's like the my ex that I was engaged to, I worked with for two years and then we just kind of started... If you did, let's say that you matched on Tinder or a blind date or whatever, friend of a friend, would you be offended by it? 
Yes and no, I guess, because, like, some people aren't as obnoxious with it as, like, the people I was just talking about. Um, some people do do it just to chill, wind down, or whatever. Like, if that's you, that's fine. Um, it's almost like, before a date, I might have a beer before I went out just to kind of, like, steady the nerves. But I feel like that's also not as noticeable as, A, smelling like a fucking south end of a northbound skunk dead on the side of a road. <laughs> Because, uh, God, I hate the smell of the stuff, and your eyes are bloodshot as shit. So, like, if they're just nervous, maybe not, but at the same time, it'd be like, it's just not for me. I always get the feeling that if you show up high, I'm not meeting you, the actual you. Yeah. And And you're also not bringing the actual you. Which then makes me feel like, oh, you're not taking this seriously. Which it's like you you came out to meet. I mean, I guess it also. Well. If it was like a predetermined, like we're just going to fuck. It would still bother me, mostly because of like this. I don't like the smell of it either. But there's just always been the stigma attached to it for me of like you and I aren't really connecting because if you smoke to relax or to chill out, does that mean that you have to always smoke? Right. You can't Is it like a Jekyll and Hyde thing normally where, what are you going to be like when you're not high? Am I going to like that version of you? Yeah. And I've known plenty of friends that have smoked and they're like, it's hard to explain, but it's not really that way. You don't really need to feel that way about it, but I just can't, I don't, I can't help it. It's, it's offensive to me. No, I mean, it's the same way with me. I'm like, I'm right there with you. And I always get tired of having that conversation though. Like, why don't you smoke? You got to at least try it once. But like, I don't have to do shit. Fuck you with that shit, man. I mean, it's just like, uh, the try at the fucking wedding. Like you didn't drink and I wasn't going to be like, Sean fucking take shots to me. I was like, all right, the man doesn't want to have a drink. Like shit, that's. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't drink either. Have you never, or just and. Well, I don't want somebody to call me out on some dumb technicality. I have never drank a drink. Dude, I just totally went blank. <laughs> I tend to have that effect on women too. Just... God damn. I felt like what you said, like it really hit like a thought, like a little tendril in your <laughs> neuron or whatever. You're sitting here and looking like, like oh, Dumbledore the- trying to get his thoughts for the patrol. <laughs> I agree with you on that. Like you, you, the smoker, don't want to be in a relationship with me because I don't smoke. Yeah. Which I guess is the same way that I feel about you. I don't want to be in a relationship with you because you do. But doesn't that make you, the smoker, question how reliant you are on this shit? Right. And everybody says it's not addicting and shit, but then I've seen people just like, all they want to do is just smoke. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't buy that shit for a second. 
I think people just don't want to. I know people that drink every single day and they're like, I'm not an alcoholic. That's like there's different levels. Right. But if you're having. You know, a couple drinks a day, no matter what, and you can't do without it. I went 30. Eight years where I could tell you I never had a drink. So I've never been drunk. When I went to Japan, because I was in Japan, I had like two or three shots of sake. Because it was like, I'm I'm here in a fucking weird ass country doing weird ass shit. You got to do it. This is an experience I'm never going to have again. And I didn't really know what to expect because my dad was a massive alcoholic. Right. So I've always been scared of it. Of like, what if I take this one drink and it like flips a switch and it's like, oh, like <laughs> this shit's awesome. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't want to fuck with that. And you hear so many stories of like the hereditary effects. Yeah, and genetics and parents and alcoholism. shit. Alcoholism. I've always said, because like I do enjoy drinking. I drink a decent bit, but like I haven't drunk since the wedding. So I'm not an alcoholic. But, like, my mom was a huge <laughs> alcoholic, and I've always said growing up, like, I never want to end up like that. I do not want to be you. And I told my friends, like, if you ever see me getting like this, you fucking let me know. But uh, yeah. it, it, it is crazy, and it is definitely, to a degree, genetic and hereditary. I'm not going to say it's full force. Like, if your dad's not a drunk, you're a drunk. But how was the sake, though? I was... It was fine. I never had it. It it did. It did absolutely nothing to make me feel any sort of way. So I didn't feel like, not that I would know what being drunk feels like, but I would imagine I would know like, Oh, I feel a little weird. There was, there was no sort of sensation that came with it at all. It has that alcohol taste where I was, Sure, like, oh, yeah, like, I can taste the alcohol in it. But it didn't taste good. It didn't taste bad. It was just, like, whatever. And I guess it's also, depending on what kind you get, some can be relatively strong, but most aren't very strong. When I went to Austria a couple months ago, because I was in Austria, I ordered some weird Austrian alcoholic drink and I took one sip of it and it was fucking disgusting because <laughs> you know people say you have to acquire the taste kind of work your way in and I'm not trying to acquire the taste but I was like oh like all oh. the person that like the waiter or waitress that told me about it described it in a way that I was like I might actually like the way this tastes but when i tasted it it just hit me like straight alcohol like all i tasted was alcohol and so other people at the table drank some of it and they were like oh this tastes like like apples or grapes and i was like no (laughs) this just tastes like fucking straight up like there was no taste to it for me whatsoever but i never had well when i was in high school I was one of those, like, I'm a straight edge kid. And like, I had like a straight edge t-shirt and I was like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like straight edge punk rock. And I realized like, oh, this is 
kind of a silly way to feel about this kind of shit. Like I'm not trying to convert other people. Right. It's not a stand that I'm taking. I just don't like it. So like, why continue to, how many times you have to try something before you're like, I just don't, I just don't like it. You know? See, I use that as a defense a lot because I'm such a fucking picky eater and I just get bullied about my taste buds. <laughs> They're like, fucking try it again. You might like it now. Bro, I didn't like it the first 42 times. I promise you, I'm going to hate it. You haven't had the my only lasagna. time. You haven't had my meatloaf. Yeah. It's all terrible, dude. That's that's all bullshit. If you don't like it, you don't like it. The only time I've noticed that change for me has been like 10 years have passed. And then I try something and I'm like, oh, like I kind of like this now. But this is a span of me not eating it for 10 years. My entire life has changed. Right. I'm not the same person that I was 10 years ago. But it has nothing to do with the fact that like your grandma made it. Yeah. I that's always the argument. I can that eat lasagna from I can eat lasagna from Fazoli's. I could eat lasagna from some place in fucking Sicily. And I'm going to like both of them. Right. Because I just like lasagna. If it's something like I hate. I hate spaghetti and like marinara. That's my whatever favorite the fuck, spaghetti food, sauce. Sean. <laughs> and it's like. I hate it. Oh, I just had it for dinner before we started this. Like I love <laughs> spaghetti. I worship spaghetti. It also helps though because I'm so picky that like when you have foods you do like you just fucking really milk the shit out of that. But it's also been 27 years I've been milking the shit out of spaghetti, and I still would absolutely have sex with it if it was a human being. It's funny that I like lasagna, but I hate spaghetti. I love spaghetti. You like and I spaghetti, hate but lasagna. you hate lasagna. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's but like, it's reality, the same thing. And I'm like, no, it's the same different it's ratios, same, dude. But the ratios are wrong. Too much meat, it, not enough pasta. It's it's wrong. It's like the Taco Bell menu. It's all the same ingredient. It's just yep. arranged in different shapes yeah. and forms. And it does make this shit like it does taste different. If it's ever been in the water, shrimp, tilapia, scallops, oysters, lobster, crab, all of it, everything. The, lo- the lobster crab shrimp thing is fucking weird because I love all three of those things. But when you show me like an underwater video of like a real shrimp crawling around, it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> it's like a giant, it's like a giant bug. Yep. And like, I- I'm not one of those people that wants to eat like a spider or a grasshopper, but I'll eat, I'll eat an ocean grasshopper. <laughs> That's nasty, man. My dad was the regional vice president for Joe's Crab Shack when I was growing up. So I had free seafood all the fucking time. Um, You burn out on it. Well, I didn't get burned out on it. I got food poisoning. And I thought to myself, no big deal. You know, I've eaten this 2,000 different times. I got sick once. It was bound to happen. Whatever. So I waited like six months. And then finally I was like, you know, I really want some crab again. Let's fucking have crabs. Dad brought home some crab. It's not his fault. Like, he's just upper management and shit and goes into one of his stores and takes it home. Uh, And I got sick again twice back to back. So after that, psychologically, like, I'm sitting here to this day going, man, I used to love crab. But the second crab touches my tongue, I start puking. I've had that happen with chocolate milk. Oh, no. I love chocolate milk. (laughs) 
Me too. I went, so I used to be a very social dude and could have fooled me. I went to this house party. This, I was probably 21 and I knew everybody was going to be drinking me and the dude I went with both didn't drink, but we wanted to go to the party. So we went and bought one gallon each of chocolate milk. And that's what we were going to drink at the party. <laughs> I can just see it now rolling up like, so, hey, we're here to party with a fucking like gallon yeah. of Nesquik. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And we both ended up drinking the gallon of chocolate milk. And then randomly. Someone was like, we should go to Vegas. And, you know, when you're 20, I live I live like a seven hour drive from Vegas out here. Like that. It, this wasn't in Columbia. <laughs> Dude, when you're when you're like 20 years old, it's easy as shit to do. At least it was for me. Like, so somebody suggested it like four or five of us were like, yeah, let's go to Vegas. This was in like July or August. So we drive through the night because we're at the party and it's like 11, 12 at night. We'd get in the car. We get to Vegas at maybe like eight in the morning. And you open the door to the car and that hot nasty like Mm -hmm. vegas sun fucking nevada eight o'clock in the morning hits you and you know how you feel after you eat like a frosty or some ice cream Mm -hmm. to like more than you should and then you go outside in the heat yeah and it's just curdling already in there yeah you feel it in your stomach like churning Mm -hmm. we went straight to i think the excalibur for their breakfast buffet oh god and on <laughs> on their breakfast buffet, they have remember those old things from like the eighties where it was like the milk dispenser machine. I wasn't born in the eighties. And it had like the, the oh man, <laughs> there used to be this thing. It was like this metal drink machine that would have like milk or chocolate milk, and you'd pull this metal handle. And so it's it's the buffet. That's all you can drink. So we immediately start drinking more. Chocolate milk. <laughs> you skip the water. We're laughing about milk. it. We're laughing about it while we're doing it because we know there's going to be some fucking shit that's going to happen because of this. All that we ate was <laughs> all we ate was scrambled eggs. Oh God. I already all don't that we like drank, where this is all going. That, so. <laughs> all that we drank was chocolate milk. There was no vomiting. There's no, nobody got sick, but so we got out of the air conditioned car immediately got hit with that hot air, went inside a building where it's nice and cold and air conditioned, ate scrambled eggs and drank chocolate milk. And then immediately went back outside to the 115 degree. I felt not, not like, I mean, I did feel like I was going to vomit. But I felt sick in a way that I've never felt sick ever again in my life. And for years after that moment, if I would drink chocolate milk, it would immediately give me that feeling. It was like my body telling me like, no, like no chocolate milk. Like we remember what happened last time you did this. And I think for maybe about five years, every time I would drink chocolate milk, 
it would immediately kick that response Ooh. in. Have you tried to eat any kind of crab or anything? Like, have you tried to force yourself to eat it? Because uh, I'm curious if you would have that sort of. Last time I tried crab was. Say about six years ago now. I was 21. And uh, I literally, you know, cracked it open, slid the meat out, and it was it was a good pull too. It was one of those flawless, like it all just came out. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, yeah, oh, those are. It's awesome. like the fates are telling me, hell yeah, fucking crabs welcoming you back. Got a shit ton of butter on that bitch. Fucking like, I went for it. Put like the majority of that bitch in my mouth, and then ran to the restroom and fucking threw it all back up. So that. I would say that's a similar yeah. reaction. Like, let's say next time I'm in town, I'll take you out for some seafood. That's fine, but we got to make sure there's like a pizza place next stuff. door so that when I start puking, I can go get some food. You're going to be uh, down in Columbia, what, in like July, you said, or something? Uh, the, the 10th or somewhere around the 10th until the 20th or somewhere around the 20th. Something like that. Weird. Mid mid July. You staying at Dale and Laura's again? I don't know the exact days. No, I'm. Oh my god. So I have this child. Are you aware of the child? They were telling me about the child. Yeah, Grogu. <laughs> okay. I was like, because I asked. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> apparently you uh, you couldn't make it to the bachelor party because you know you live halfway across the country, but like two weeks earlier you had been there. So I was like, why why the fuck didn't he just like you know come now instead and they're like oh he went trick-or-treating and i was like what the fuck he flew to south carolina to go <laughs> trick-or-treating yeah. at 40 years old instead of going to a bachelor party and they're like yeah for his kid <laughs> i was like sean's got a kid and they're like it's not his kid i was like what the fuck is going on yeah, and that's it's... how i learned about the child did you want to say anything before we go did you want to throw out your uh you did put your patreon out there but where can people find you on Twitch and YouTube? Uh, you can find me on Twitch or whatever other at freak underscore OTRT. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at either Gamers at the Roundtable or Freak VGM, which is my brand new channel I just launched strictly for metal music video game covers. So you had somebody, you had somebody at the wedding that you hadn't met, right? That knew yeah, you through um, like. Dale's like adopted niece daughter thing. Um, I met her the through child? Twitch. Yeah, the child. Um, Dale introduced her to me, and like she was watching streams, and she'd be in there and chatting, and she's in my Discord and everything. And she came up to me at the wedding, and I was like, "Oh fuck, this is cool as shit." And shout out, what's her, what's her name? Uh, Savannah. Okay, so if she's listening to this, yeah, yeah, shout out, go check that shit out to Savannah. I really hope it's Savannah. <laughs> oh my god! Um, I go by oh her. No. I call her oh, by her Twitch better. name, which is Lee. Okay, that's that's how she's known. Then shout out, shout out to Lee. 